Alright everyone, welcome to Birdcast, the only podcast recorded inside a live aviary. Today, Birdman Dad has come on to tell us a very special story that happened some time ago. Now everyone, hope you can't wait to listen. Hi everybody, how are you going? Okay, today I thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about some past experiences that we've had while we were been out um, camping. Um... We used to go camping a fair bit in the uh, greater western woodlands. It's um, a massive, massive big area and stretches over uh, 16 million hectares, believe it or not. That's 40 million acres, which is larger than um, England and Wales combined. So you can imagine how big it is. It's massive. Um, There was one area that we would visit frequently um, in search of a western rosella and it was on one of these weekends that we were out camping uh, looking for the western red western redback rosella but they were actually all black in the back so we were actually out there looking for them and then I remember it being one morning uh, we were up early uh, walking through the woodlands and we heard a noise that was familiar but um, sort of yeah wasn't quite sure then next minute out of the sky I think within about six meters of us dropped a scarlet chested parrot Um, now these hadn't been sighted for a long long time anywhere uh, in WA so we were very very fortunate that this little bird it was a male bird had dropped down about like I say six or eight meters away um, and then began walking along the side of a bush track and eating seeded grass um, we were obviously still shocked and in amazed to see such this this little bird we'd heard lots of stories about the scarlet chested parrot but obviously had never seen them in the wild um, so we weren't sort of carrying cameras back in those sort of days um, but I did manage to have a uh, uh, oh I can't remember the type of camera I had it was one of the very small type first things that came out little compact camera and I was lucky enough to get a couple photos of this bird even though they weren't great photos but um, they were uh, nevertheless we we'd, we'd had a, we did have a couple photos of the bird so I can also, you know, I remember it, you know, we probably watched it for a good hour and then the bird disappeared. Um, I remember the next morning we were up bright and early again and roughly around the same area and and lo and behold the bird turned up again. So uh, we got to see the bird for a couple of days and, and we were, you know, really, really shocked and excited to see the bird. So um, that was one little bird that I'd, I'd always wanted to see out in the wild and I was lucky enough to, to see it. Now that would be probably possibly 10, 15 years ago now but it was, it was very, very exciting. So, But being in the, in the greater western woodlands you can imagine, you know, like I said, 16 million acres of um, low scrub and, and uh, you know, trees in, in, in other areas that would be, you know, 8, 9, 12 metres high and it's a massive, massive area. So I remember us being 
sort of uh, southeast of a, a place called Hyden um, in Western Australia, which is um, probably famous for the wave rock. So we were probably five hours, I would guess, maybe six hours um, through the Western Woodlands to a place that we were camping. Um, so we decided we'd heard about a track and we would try and cut through the greater western woodlands and to make Hyden by that afternoon so off we set um and you can imagine it was it was a you know pretty rugged and small um track it was you know they someone had obviously they had driven the track before but it was by no means a a good track but i mean it was very very unforgettable some of the you know the things and places and some of the bush that we saw was was truly amazing and um, something that we thought would take us um, maybe half a day uh, took us well nearly a full day to, to get to the other side but I can remember coming over this hill and and down around a bit of a sandy track and all of a sudden uh, all We'd, we'd come to an area where all the trees, so we can imagine this, we're in the middle of nowhere. All the trees had been cut by half. And in the middle of this great western woodlands, um, we can only assume it would have been mining, uh, they'd cut acres and acres and acres of trees, um, cut the tops off and well and truly cut some of these trees in half and if not more, with only being a metre off the ground. And they'd put a... Um, an airfield right in the middle of the western woodlands which you can imagine was we were really really shocked to to see something I, I remember pulling up and going in i mean it was obviously disused but um it was a obviously a gravel air um airport but um it had a near new little office facility and everything there and uh little water tanks and things like that so, and I think there was a toilet block from memory. It's obviously all locked up and whatnot and hadn't been used for a long, long time. But um, I was quite amazed that, you, you know, you get to see these sort of things in such a pristine place like the Western Woodlands. You wouldn't, uh, you know, it's the, it's the last surviving place on earth. Um, it, it's just, it's massive. So to, to see something like that w was also a bit of a shock. But I know... Continuing on after looking, at, you know, looking at it, and we took photos of it and and whatnot. Um, again, not with great cameras, but we, we we were able to take some photos of it. We, you know, we would come across huge holes where where mining mining had occurred. Um, obviously, you know, over over a number of years, and they'd, they'd moved on. But I do remember coming out of this track and finally getting onto a a half decent gravel road and I, I, we drove that for quite some time and all of a sudden there we were in amongst a mining camp um, so that would have been on the outskirts of the of the um, greater western woodlands at that stage but um, it was still to this day I couldn't imagine that it was ever allowed but obviously it was um, that that sort of thing takes place in some of these pristine places that we have throughout Western Australia not, and not just through Western Australia but the whole of Australia I guess but um, there was a funny story I remember us drifting in um, it was it was just on dark and we got into a into a town called Hyden um, like I said earlier it's um, uh, famous for the for the wave rock and that's about 
five kilometres out, probably um, east of Hyden. But we actually got into Hyden um, and we'd just got into the local pub and I think we'd either, we're sitting in the vehicle having a couple beers or whatever and we uh, had a car pull up alongside us with four youngsters in it um, and had asked obviously what we were doing and what we were up to and we'd, we'd said we'd been out camping and, and we'd actually been out camping and looking for the for the western uh western rosella and the, like i say the form of the blackback western rosella which we were lucky enough to find that bird mind you and um uh, the the friend that i went with um in, in later times took some magnificent photos um we did find a little breeding colony of those birds in this uh small pocket of the greater western uh, woodlands and the magnificent uh, bird and, and um, I know I've got a couple photos hanging on on my wall of um, of hen redback western rosellas with the blackback um, proudly on my wall and um, it, it was you know it was really great but um, anyway yeah we're talking um, and I remember the guy asking um, what we'd been doing and like I said we'd been out looking for for um, trying to locate the western rosella um, my friend was um, taking a lot of notes on the birds and had been studying and still studies I think till this day um, western rosella it was a, a, a very 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 big passion of his um, and I, I can remember the guy saying oh okay yep yep and he said oh did you um, wouldn't have seen any scarlet chested parrots by any chance would you and as as quick as a flash um i remember my friend saying oh no not today but um we did see them yesterday and of course you can imagine um the, the guy was out of the vehicle and the other three piled out pretty quickly because um he'd been looking for them for years and years and years and uh he he quizzed us and quizzed us and said surely like uh, you know maybe you were mistaken and i remember getting this little pocket camera out of my pocket and um i said well i've got a photo of it and um he played around with the camera for five minutes and zoomed it right in and i didn't even know at that stage how you did that and he was so shocked to um see uh photos of a little male scarlet chested parrot that we had actually seen in the woodlands so um yeah he was they were got some sort of directions off us and uh whether <clears throat> I, I can't remember if we, we if we uh caught up with him again later or phoned or kept in touch with him later um, but he was really excited um, to know that they had been spotted there because there was a lot of rumours about it but no one had ever backed it up with any photos or anything like that not that not that we had a, a like I say a lot of photos of the bird but at least we did have a bit of a record so um, that was really really good it was it was funny at the time just the way it, it came out um, he, I think he had just said it to sort of yeah sort of yeah have a bit of a chat about something and um, and yeah so we, we actually uh, did get to see the birds so they were actually from the Wilderness Society and they actually ended up giving us a, a poster I think from memory uh, on the great western woodland so a limited edition poster so that that was great and it was only probably oh maybe three four years ago the birds were spotted again um sort of northeast of perth where we are probably about three and a half hours 
uh, right on the edge of, um, it's a little town called Beacon, which is, was right on the edge of the farming country and just the start of the station country. There's a massive fence called the Emu Proof Fence, which is a state fence. And uh, we went out camping there and, and, and we got to see, you know, quite a few birds in the breeding season. We were lucky enough, uh, like I say, a good mate of mine was, would filmed them leaving the nest, going to the nest sites. Um, we got to see uh, numerous birds on the ground. So it was another eye-opening thing, that's for sure, because uh, they're, only, they're only a very, very small little parrot, but they're probably one of my favourite. We do, we do keep some, uh, some pure scarlet-chested parrots and probably stemming back from when I was very, very young, my father kept pairs of scarlet-chested parrots and I used to remember sitting out on the back veranda and looking at what I thought at the time was a massive cage that he had and uh, it probably wasn't, but as a, as a young kid I, I probably thought it was. Um, and I can remember seeing the little scarlet-chested parrots in the, in the cage and, and uh, I remember my father making a, like a grandfather clock nest box for them right up high in in, in the aviary and um, from that time on I always thought it, once I got older and if I kept the passion of birds which which clearly I did and have I would love to always have scarlet chested parrots and um, I've been very very fortunate like I say to see them in the wild um, very hard now to obtain the pure scarlet chested parrots because you know, mutations do take over in, in a lot of bird species. So to, to actually find them, uh, just to find them these days in, in aviaries is, is very hard. But, I mean, there is uh, specialist breeders out there that do keep them. Um, so, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a exciting times. I just, yeah, if you're lucky enough, to be living in the great country that we live in, Australia, for example, and to go out camping, and I mean, it is just great. There's so many great places you can go camping in Australia, Western Australia, especially for us and me growing out out in the bush, was something that we did regular. Um, did a lot of camping, and and then growing up with mates, and um, we'd always go camping, whether it be out looking at smoker parrots or major mitchells cockatoos or black cockatoos or anything for that matter mulga parrots elegant parrots we would always be out the bush camping and seeing all these types of uh, of birds so um yeah it's something that i think everyone should do if you especially if you like the if you like the bush wouldn't want to be out there this time of the year where it's 40 plus degrees but when it's nice and cool and the birds are moving it's a great place to be and uh You've got no, uh, no worry about freeway traffic and things like that that we have in, uh, in Perth, that's for sure. But anyway, it's just a bit of a story I'd wanted to share with you guys. And um, uh, yeah, so like I say, it um, definitely was a bit of an eye-opener to see what does go on in the middle of some places in Western Australia. But um, gee, if you ever get a chance, the, the great Wedston Woodlands... Uh, definitely a place to visit um, it, 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 it's, it's unbelievable um, it's the only place like it on earth so it's fantastic so alright then well everyone take care I'll see you later bye alright everyone well I hope you enjoyed today's episode now the photos discussed in this episode will be put up on our Instagram birdman underscore dad and our reddit page 
Birdman Dad. Alright everyone, well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Can't wait to hear from you again. Bye now.